Das ist richtig. Welcome to you freaking people. So, what I really want to talk about is sports ball. It's time for sports ball. And I'm going to talk about the Vikings. The Vikings. I was right on in my prediction last year. And they were going to win like 11 or so games. When a lot of people said they were going to go nine wins or so was the over-under. So I was on the over. I got it. Nailed it. This year, I think if the over-under is like at seven, and it's about right, I would, slight, I would maybe go slightly over. But then they lost yesterday to the Bucks. A lot of people are overreacting. Go, oh, tank. Oh, you know. They, they played like shit. Uh, a lot of dumb mistakes lining up offsides on a field goal. They lost 20-17 to 17 at home to Tampa Bay. Okay, let's just recap it. They lost 20-17 to 17 at home to Tampa Bay. I got to admit, I never really thought about this game too much, so I didn't really, like, think they would lose. Um, Tampa Bay is... The first year about Brady, but quite frankly, Brady was pretty old and kind of washed up. He was 44 or whatever. But then they got in Baker Mayfield, who, you know, isn't very good. He's streaky, but he's not complete dog shit. He was kind of in the first half complete dog shit, but he, you know, he's streaky, got better. That happens. So, you know, Mayfield got better. The Vikings defense still sucks. They played one good half. They played one really good half. But then their offense got took a while to get going. No, but it's the same story, you know. People say, like, whoa, this is, you know, they, they kind of got their comeuppance because they, they were 11-0 in one-score games. Now they lost this one-score game. They're going, so well, it's just law of average. Well, not really. That's not really how it works. You either just win or lose. You know, that's just a, that's just a meme that's just like a talking point that people try to put together. Well, they, you know, one score games, they got lucky. Well, they, they did get lucky on a number of games, but they didn't get lucky on 11 games. This game, they got a bit unlucky. I think it's pretty much just safe to say that. You know, they had a they had the right guard knock the ball out of the quarterback's hands. That's extremely unlucky. And, you know, that, that really shouldn't happen ever. They, uh... Thing on the me, change here. Let me get this out of the way quickly. They um, had a guy line up offsides for a field goal. No, that's not unlucky. That's just stupid. Uh, and then they just had a bad bounce. They had the ball. They had a ball bounce off of KJ Osborne's pads at the goal line, and the Tampa Bay defender made a good play by just like kind of ripping it out of his hands. I don't really know how that happens. The ball was right in Osborne's hands, and he couldn't make the catch because he sucks. Catchy Osborne sucks, and we'll get to that later. And he cost him the game. He cost him this game. He cost him last year's Giants game because he can't catch unless the ball's, you know. He has zero catch radius. That's a buzzword of catch radius. He has zero, zero catch radius. This guy. Unless he's wide open, fucking forget it. If there's anyone around him, fucking freaks out and he can't fucking catch it. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they were spoiled by having like Chris Carter, but this guy's just... He sucks. The ball bounces off his fucking shoulder pads. Troy Williamson, like... It's fucking terrible. And anybody who says this, they, they cry. Oh, 
he's a number two, he's a number two. Of course, you know, Cousins is not going to say that the guy sucks. Her Cousins is going to back up his team player because he's a quarterback. Why would he say? He's not going to say the guy sucks. But he sucks. Um, KJ Osborne sucks and cost him the game. I'll say that because... You know, it was 20 to 17, and that was an interception at the end zone. That's seven points. And that's the game. That would have been 17 to 10 at half. You know, I'm trying to think of what, like what happened in the second half. They, you know, they did a bunch of dumb shit that went off the field goal. But, you know, that, that's not going to, that's not the, the game. You know, if you change one thing, you know, everything else can change too. So the, the flow of the game is not the same. And, can't just say that really, but but effectively he did. He cost him seven points, and the game was three points. So that that bonehead mistake there. But now I'm getting I'm getting fired up and getting hot again. I was better this morning because I thought, you know, I thought to myself I never considered the fact that they was actually lose this game because you know Tampa Bay without Brady it's like okay they're basically going to be looking to tank. They're going to be looking for the next quarterback to get Baker Mayfield. They're not seriously looking to be, compete for a Super Bowl, whereas the Vikings are a 13-win team. They have a tougher schedule, granted, but they're probably going to be in the playoffs. They still probably are, but they're trying to look to maintain that or even get a little better, judging for what they did in the offseason. They're trying to do a competitive rebuild. So they're probably looking to be on the upside, and the, and the Bucks would probably rather lose, quite frankly, in the long run. You know, they're not going to try to lose. That's not what you do. Like, you know, that's that's kind of where they're going with that. So, disappointing. I didn't really even consider the fact that they lose, but I feel a little bit better about it, quite frankly, than I did. And I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, so... Vikings lose to the Bucks at home home opener, season opener, twenty to seventeen. Yesterday it was feasing. It's like you know they won thirteen games last year. They fixed the deep, or they got a good defensive coordinator. The first half the defense looks better, so everything should be fine, right? Figure out the offense will get going, and you know they should win this game because the Bucks aren't very good. But but you know a bunch of bad luck and. Bad breaks, I should say. Bad luck, too, I guess. The Osborne play in the end zone was... Osborne sucks, but it's just... You should be able to catch that fucking ball, I would think. Anyway, I don't know why Addison isn't playing. They drafted him, and he plays wide, wide receiver three. He's in the game half as much as Osborne. I don't know what the hell this is. I'll get into the big problem with O'Connell in a while, because I think he's the big deal. He's the reason they lost this fucking game, but... Um, and that leads to what they'll do, how they will be this year and then, and then beyond. But I'm not as upset today because lining up offsides on a field goal, while it's stupid, it probably won't happen again. The Osborne play, as much as he fucked it up, is a bad break. Um, they had a fumble with the interior, the right guard is terrible. Edinger was terrible. He knocked the ball literally at our cousin's hands on, a, on exchange. At first it looked like he fumbled the snap because they had a backup center in there. But that was a fluke play. So if you add all these things, and that happened like when they were in field goal range too. So 
Tampa Bay needed all these things to happen, and they won by three. Uh, they had, and then he had a 57-yard field goal. So they had they needed to have all these things aligned, and the Vikings really didn't get one big real break in the game. They got a bad ref call too. They had like a, what should have been pass interference. This was this was Osborne as well. And they should have had first and goal at the one, which probably would have been a touchdown, but they had it. The drive stalled out then. And then a kick field goal. So no breaks at all, which really doesn't happen ever. And then it's the NFL, and the Bucs aren't that terrible. The Bucs are in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Granted, they're, they're a couple years older, but, you know, it's not like they're playing a total doormat. You think the Bucs are probably on the downside, but they're still not awful, and it's the NFL, and so I, I'm not as freaked out about that. And then everybody freaks out about, oh, they got to win this game because the schedule's so tough. Oh, yeah, but I mean, shit happens. You know, you're, you're not guaranteed any victories. You're not guaranteed, you know, losses either. There's nobody in the NFC that's like a super, super juggernaut. The Eagles should have lost yesterday to the Patriots. The Patriots, if the receiver got his foot down on fourth down, then they got first and goal from the eight. So nobody's, there's nobody that's the fucking... 84, 85 Bears defense, you know, there's nobody that's like 90s Cowboys, 80s 49er juggernaut here. Just, they don't exist. The parody in the NFL is such that you don't have to worry about it. You know, the fucking, the Bucks or the Bucks, the Chiefs lost to the Lions. The Lions would be better, whatever. So I'm not that freaked out about it. What, what, what does concern me, however, is I don't think O'Connell is a very good play caller. Uh, I think he is now relying on Jefferson as a crutch, and there's too many times during the game where they call terrible plays and nobody has even a chance to get open. Uh, we were sold on this guy as innovative. He was going to scheme people open. You know, he's this innovative play caller. He's from, he was the Rams offensive coordinator the year they won the Super Bowl. And they had this innovative, high-powered offense with all this motion and, you know, all these playmakers and not necessarily stars. But O'Connell has not been very good. Their play calling is piss. Uh, He's better than... I mean, yeah, I think he's better than, like, the guys that they had under Zimmer. Because Zimmer was like, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball 500 times. So he just did that. He just, okay, we're just going to run the ball first down, second down, and third and eight, and then Cousins has to pull something out of his ass. Well, now instead of that, you know, he, he runs tight end screens on first down. So, and then the tight end screens go for negative four yards. So instead of running the ball in the pile and becoming second and eight, it's second and 14. So then what do you do? Well, you got to pass on second and 14. Everybody knows you got to pass. So then it's difficult. So that's kind of with the story of the second half. He, the, the Bucks, completely out schemed them on on the offense and the O'Connell's dumb play calling, where he's trying to just outsmart people rather than just throw. Now I understand the Vikings can't run the ball. First of all, that's the problem, and it has nothing to do with Cook. They didn't pay Cook. They paid Madison. They don't have an interior offensive line with a shit. And then their center got hurt, which didn't help. 
I think Bradbury is probably a decent enough run blocker, but he played one series and his back hurt and his back was hurt last year. So some, some reason they resigned him. This is another thing is like Quasi Adolfo Benson, whatever the fuck his name is. The GM, I don't know about him either. I, I think I think the jury's out on this guy as well. He completely botched the 2022 draft. Completely fucked it up. There's nobody playing there. So there's one guy in the fourth round who's playing as a starting cornerback, but he's only there kind of by default. He seems like he's probably like a replacement level player. He's like a below average starter. And that's basically all you're getting out of that draft. The first two picks are total busts. He traded down from 12 to be sneaky. Now I've got two picks in the top know, top of the second round, the end of the first round. So he was sneaky, maneuvered his way around to get two high picks versus one, but he fucked both of them up, and you can't do that. This is why you don't do that. This is why you don't trade down, unless you're getting total haul. Like, trading down from the mid-teens in round one is just dumb. He thought he was going to nerd his way through it. He was going to nerd it, nerd it up, but he didn't even get that good of a haul. He got a pretty good haul, but he was just overly gung-ho on. Like, if, if you're going to trade down, you better have, the, like, the number five pick and get, like, several first-round picks from these shitbag teams to get, so they can draft their shitty black quarterback, so they can fuck up their franchise for the next three years. You let them do that. You don't do it. You know. So that's just... That's stupid. We, he, he traded down and he he got equal value, basically. But he didn't get equal value because he fucked up both picks. And he could have got a top 12 talent or whatever it was. That was 15 or 12. But he got nothing. He got zero. So the one year the Vikings were kind of down, he totally fucked us up. And that was a big, big problem. And now, here's their deal. They, you know, they've got a better defensive coordinator. He's going he's gonna to scheme them through... Because he schemed them into, like, some dude off the practice squad almost got a sack. And he can't tackle, so he fucked it up. But but it turned out to be at least an incomplete pass. So at least he blew up a play. So Flores is decent enough that he will mask some of the deficiencies they have on defense. But he's going to have to... He's totally gimmicking him up, smoke and mirroring it up. He's got Josh Metellus. He's got a safety playing linebacker in some sort of like hybrid role or whatever the fuck. He's playing three safeties out there. And he's really, really, you know, trying to mask their deficiencies. Because at one point, the Vikings had outstanding players at cornerback, at pass rusher, at linebacker, at safety. Now they're, these are all old or gone. They have no dynamic players at all. The only player, arguably, is Danielle Hunter, who got a sack yesterday, I guess, and a couple pressures, but he was pretty much invisible the second half. The second half, their defense was figured out, and it's just, I don't even blame Flores for that. They just don't have any talent. So there's a good chance that that, first half of football was the only half of football you're going to see that level of somewhat dominance by the Vikings all year uh, against a Bucks offense who couldn't get it going led by Baker Mayfield who was 
Baker Mayfield, right? He was pretty shitty. Uh, and, the, you know, they came with a couple blitzes that looked pretty good. But he's Baker Mayfield. So there's a good chance that that's the best year I'm ever going to see this Viking. That's my biggest fear. And my second biggest fear is that O'Connell's not going to learn from his dumb fucking play calling. Because in the fucking Giants playoff game, the biggest game of the year... They did the same goddamn thing that they did in the fourth quarter of that game as they did in this game, is they did endless tight end screens to Hawkinson. I mean, just because you paid Hawkinson $20 million a year doesn't mean you have to throw him negative 40-yard screens. You don't have to do that. I don't get the de- I don't get what it is here. I, I don't know why they signed this guy if he, he's zero yards after the catch, ever. It's not like this guy's like the Waller dude. Or he's like Kelsey, who's constantly in space, moving after the ball. Hawkinson catches the ball, and he gets tackled. And a lot of it is not his fault. That's just kind of how he does it. Maybe he's good at getting open. Maybe that's not what he does as the yard-after-catch guy. But he's not a guy who you line up at wide receiver and runs like regular routes and catches the ball in stride and goes. He's never doing that. It never happens. So I thought maybe, you know, after a year of offseason, maybe this would happen with Hawkinson. You know, they just give him a new contract. But he didn't play all all spring because he's looking for his new contract. So maybe that's still in the works. I don't know. But the guy is just, you're paying a guy $20 million to be the same level of production as, like, the the average number two TE the Vikings carry. The other guy, Josh Oliver, was just as good. And they just picked him up off of free agency. And he's supposedly this good blocking tight end. Why are you paying $20 million for a tight end that can't, catch the ball and do anything after the catch. I don't quite get this. Yet they'll piss and moan about Cousins' contract. You know, they don't want to extend him, but they'll give Hawkinson this money. Fuck Hawkinson. Go with go with Muse. You got Oliver. Make Oliver the T one. Why not? Oliver does everything that Hawkinson could do. Except he's more athletic. From what I've seen. And he played in Baltimore, so you know it's not like they throw the ball a lot there. Just because he didn't get a lot of production in Baltimore doesn't mean he can't play. Well, Marcus Davenport, by the way, the other big free agent splash, I don't think he did anything. I don't remember him even playing. I think he might have been hurt. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt saying he's hurt. But um, I'm kind of scattering all over the place here, but I'm trying to get to a genuine point without trying to get kind of feasing. I'm feasing out, basically, that's what I'm doing. Where was I going with this? Monumental fees here for the Vikings. Why do they why do they spend all this money on Hawkinson? I don't know. Anyway, so the, yeah, the biggest no, the biggest concern was play play calling. So I had to play call. So the fourth quarter of the Giants game, they kept doing the same fucking thing as they did this game. It was the minus four screen, minus four yard screen to Hawkinson. Then they wind up second and fourteen. Well, like then then you're fucked, dude. That's you're putting this extra pressure on. There's, you can't have this. You can't have these negative plays on first down. And you, you had three drives the whole second half. So you did that twice. Okay. So there was no there was no opportunity. You're not going to score every time you get the ball. Okay. I don't care what these fucking nerd fans of the Vikings say. All these nerds blaming Kirk Cousins for the loss. You can't fucking do that. That's just that's just dumb. You get three possessions in the second half because the defense sucked. All right? And you had a drop touchdown. The ball bounced off his shoulder pads or whatever. Off his chest. The ball bounced off his fucking chest again. With KJ Osborne. 
why are you, you're blaming Cousins for loss because he can't he can't make the play you know we're coming up. well yeah he made the play he, he did what the fucking stupid offensive coordinator called which is a negative four yard screen pass which they he did it twice in a row so two drives they started off four, second and 14 they did it both fucking times their last two drives both in the fourth quarter they did this and of course the defense couldn't stop the Bucks, so that's the only thing they did that's their only two drives they got they started off second and 14 because of his shit ass play calling and because he can't run the ball. And I, that's what I was sort of going to allude to. It's like, I sort of understand what they're trying to do because they can't run the ball. Because their offensive line is so shitty that they can't run the ball. They're running their backup fucking center out there. And that was Bradbury's strength. Is at, least, at least he can be a little bit mobile and do some trap blocking inside and they can run the ball. So I understand that they can't do that, so they got to do something else. That's sort of a short passing game. But, like, run a, run a fucking screen to Jefferson or something. Just And I understand that you can't just drop back five steps every single time. Otherwise, Cousins would get hit literally every single play because their offensive line sucks so bad. So I understand that they can't literally do that every single play. It would be nice. Other teams do. Other teams do. And it's like, fuck it, let's just move the ball. The Bucks kind of did. They said, oh, fuck it, we're just going to drop back six, seven steps and just go. But they can't do that because... Kirk would get killed every play because their offensive line is such dog shit. So here you see the violence inherent in the system. Here you see the violence inherent in the system. Here you see the fucking problem, Larry. This is what happens, Larry, when you ignore the offensive interior offensive line all offseason and you win 13 games and all you gotta do is fix a few things, but you don't. You don't do that. You don't do that. Now, granted, they had some players leave that were just shit. But, I mean, that's just like you could put replacement players in for that. So what do they do? They In the offseason, they, they fucking signed a tight end for some reason. Then they re-signed Hawkinson. They didn't really need that. But whatever. They didn't sign any offensive linemen at all. Of, of, uh, of uh, import. You know, they signed some backup scrubs or whatever. Who cares? They didn't sign a starting caliber free agent offensive guard which they needed badly because they have two shitty ones now because they can't fucking run the ball and Ed Ingram is terrible I can live with the other guy and I can live with the center I can live with the backup center but Ed Ingram himself is dog shit he got fucking somebody gave him a WWE move again today so he got fucking flattened or yesterday and then he knocked the ball he's such a fucking dumb fuck he knocked the ball out of Cousins and now that's a fluke play but these fluke plays always tend to happen to Ed Ingram because he's terrible. And he steps on Cousins' foot. He just, he fucking blows. He can't play. You need somebody else to play. Give, give me anybody else. And they've had turnstiles at right tackle for a dozen years. Just why can't you get anybody that's a little bit towards league, league average? Just a little bit below average. Just, just a little bit. They've got dog shit. They've got just dog shit. And you want 13 games last year, and you think, okay, maybe this is the thing. Because I don't I don't understand their philosophy. Now let's go to let's go back to Quasi doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Why are you picking up a fucking blocking tight end? What the fuck is that? Why are why are you completely ignoring the interior offensive line? And what he did in the draft, I like the first round pick that took Jordan Addison in the first round. So, okay, we're going to lose Thielen, 
because he's washed up, which he was. Adam Thielen was washed up fine. We take a wide receiver first off. But where is he on the depth chart? He's number three. And the guy had a touchdown today. He had a touchdown. He's blazing fast speed. Runs great routes, but you can't play him over fucking K.J. Osborne? Who has a ball go off his fucking shoulder pads every day? Every game, K.J. How many games is K.J. Osborne going to cost you because he can't fucking catch? Unless he's wide open. That's like a number three receiver. That's, that's textbook. That is your number three wide receiver. He never gets open. Okay, if people forget about the number three wide receiver, that he's wide open, then fucking throw him the ball. But don't have him as a target because he can't fucking catch. He's not reliable. You can't reliably throw the ball to fucking K.J. Osborne because you get what happens yesterday. No, Adam Thielen makes that catch for a touchdown. Even washed up 33-year-old Adam Thielen makes that catch for a touchdown yesterday because he wasn't that much open. There's nothing that Osborne did that much to get open. Cousin tried to, you know, thread the needle in there. He hit him in the fucking shoulder pads, so it should be a touchdown. An NFL-caliber wide receiver should catch the ball and have it bounce off his shoulder pads so the defensive back can pick it off. That just, that's replacement-level play right there. You shouldn't have that happen. So a 13-win team, a team aspiring to make the playoffs, should not have a guy starting as a number two wide receiver who has that happen to them. That's piss. And you drafted a guy to put in that role, but you didn't play him there for some fucking stupid reason. I don't get it. That goes on KOC end. I'm not even crazy. I, I, you know, what the fuck? Is there a disconnect here? Why are you not playing this guy that you drafted in the first round? He's got all his talent. He's, a, he's not afraid to go underneath. He's done it before. He did it at Pittsburgh or whatever. And USC. So what the fuck? Why is he? Why is this guy playing third wide receiver? I don't get it. I don't. Again, I don't know what the fuck KOC is doing. So that's a that's a good thing on on Quasi. You understand? Okay, the defense fucking blows. There's nothing I can do about that right now. So let's just load up an offense. Okay. So he gets the backup tight end. Whatever. Drafts wide receiver one. Okay, good. I dig it, all right? But then he knows he's going to lose Patrick Peterson. This is just a case of, like, there's 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 just too many holes to fill, and they never got around to it, but they should have done something. They should have done, instead of the Marcus Davenport or whatever the fuck, and the backup tight end, why don't you get an interior offensive lineman to replace your terrible, terrible, terrible right guard? But he figured, like, okay, this is my draft choice. I can't admit that I completely fucked up this draft. So, so the first round, second round, and third and second round pick. I, th- I think he's a second round pick. The first three picks in the draft are complete bums or people who would never play. And he won't admit that, so that's why he wouldn't get a right tackle. That's the only thing that makes sense. That was a big, big, big problem. I could see not drafting another offensive tackle or offensive guard because you just fucked it up. So, you know, they, they he fucked around and he tried to play nerd ball again. You know, trade it up, trade it down. He, he wound up getting another pick but then giving it back or something. So they picked a bunch of defensive backs. Blackman looks like he might be a decent, like the first decent pick that he made outside of Addison. So it looks like his draft might be okay. The Blackman guy looks like he could be okay. Maybe better than replacement level. I don't know. It's one game. But 
Then the fifth round, of course, you know, they, they fuck around. They trade up to pick Jaron Hall, which still pisses me off because he's never, ever going to play. And you won 13 games last year, and you're not going to get your quarterback in the future in the fifth round, so what the fuck are you doing? You know, your, your wide receiver... By the way, the Rams... Speaking of wide receiver, the Rams, the Rams wide receiver they took out of BYU was a fifth-round pick. He's the last pick of the fifth round. He had ten fucking catches yesterday against Seattle, who's not a shit team, who was nine-win team last year. Good defense. Always a good defense, Seattle. The guy had ten fucking catches. You couldn't take him in the fifth round? Give you another fucking wide receiver so you'd have to play K.J. Osborne's lame piece of shit ass? He sucks. I have to fuck around. Well, can we keep Jalen Naylor on the team now? That's always that's always the thing in preseason. Like hey, the Vikings have seven wide receivers, that, and they're all great. No, they're not. They all suck. Only one of them is good. And you've got a rookie who's good, but you don't play him though. Oh, are going are going to keep Jalen Naylor? Are they going to keep this other bum they picked up with a, a wasted a fifth round pick on? No, fucking me sucks could have picked this guy who was sitting there at BYU got 10 catches yesterday 10 catches what did he do instead he drafted a, a scrub quarterback midget ironically the guy that threw to him the guy that patted Jaron Hall's stats this wide receiver so does does Quasi not, how, not know how to evaluate players Bring this into question because I could have picked Jordan Addison. Anybody could have told you that. There was four wide receivers. They said we're going to go in the top of the first round or in the first round. Addison was the last of the four to get picked, and the Vikings were there and they picked. Him. So anybody could have fucking done that. So your GM, your your brilliant GM. So what has he done after two years? He's been, he's fucked up the first round, the first year. Instead of just picking a guy, played nerd ball, tried to play money ball, traded down, fucked up those two picks, fucked up the rest of the entire draft. The only guy they got is a replacement-level cornerback who starts because nobody they got nobody else. And then the 2023 draft, the first round, you know, he does the obvious pick this time. He doesn't trade down because any fucking moron can tell you what to do. So he doesn't fuck that up again. And... The, the rest of the draft is like, wait and see. Which it usually is. It's usually just a crapshoot. And they did, and they took a fucking quarterback in the fifth round. Oh, and then, yeah, the, the guy they traded up for in, like, the third round was the guy who jumped off sides on a field goal. So he's a fucking idiot. He's got a pro- now he's got a propensity for drafting fucking retards who don't know how to play football. Lovely. Because this Lewis Seen guy is a complete idiot. He cost them a timeout because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing on a field goal. And the other idiot he drafted, cornerback or whatever, they actually traded up in the third round or whatever to draft him. He lined up offsides and cost them, literally cost them the game. Because on that drive, because of this offsides, they got a first down and later on they scored a touchdown. But they would have got three points. And that's the fucking game right there, the four-point difference. So... The larger the, the this season's questions, okay. For, so this season, what are they going to do? I mean, if KOC can't fucking pull his head out of his ass and get better at play calling, it's going to be a dogfight every single game. Well, before that, let's get to let's talk about Cousins because 
Matthew Collier and the Scorchards are always going to blame Cousins for every single loss because they don't like him because he's white. Cousins was 33 of 44 for 344 yards. 75% completion, completion rate and 340 yards passing. Okay? And two touchdowns. Okay? Not good enough. Not good enough. Didn't make the play. Just fuck you. Just fuck you, you faggots. Fuck you. How about you have a defense that can't... He got three drives in the second half. Three... They got the ball three times. And cousin... And he got hamstrung by KOC because of his dumb fucking play calling. And they can't run the ball. And they got no interior offensive line. So, Jesus Christ, what do you expect? Just because a guy's quote-unquote mobile, did you not watch fucking Thursday's game? How good was Mahomes with, with his fucking limitations, with a right tackle who couldn't play? How good is Mahomes? They fucking lost to the Lions at home. Scored 20 points or 19 points or whatever, didn't they? So, yeah, you don't overcome shit when it's this and that. And it's all these things, you pile them on top of each other. You can't just, quote-unquote, overcome these things. It doesn't work that way. You can only... What do you, what do you think, though, the, your mobile... Nubile, you know, urban, hip, musical quarterback's gonna do. Is he gonna do better than 33 of 44 and 340 yards? No, he's not gonna do any better than that. So what are you even talking about? He's gonna do a lot, a lot worse than that, quite frankly. So that's fucking stupid. Sorry, I had to get out of the way. I had to get that out of the way. People are gonna blame Cousins for loss. 75% completion rate, 340 yards with two touchdowns, and one interception. They got. That bounced off the guy's shoulder pads. If any of those things doesn't happen, they win. And a bunch of five fluke plays that don't go their way. A, a missed penalty, a missed PI call in the end zone. But like that, you know, just a lot of shit that just didn't go their way. And that's the NFL. So, you know, you're not going to blow anybody out. Literally, it's, you know, you're not going to blow anybody out with this fucking shit defense. It's just, it's not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen, Larry. And Flores... He didn't, he didn't do bad. I can't blame him. He just doesn't have any talent at all. There's no talent in this defense at all. He's trying to find talented players. He's trying to put this Josh Medalist player in a, in a, in a place that he can make some plays. He, he did. He looked all right. He's putting Ivan, little Ivan Pace out there. Trying to make some plays. Ivan kind of fucked up a few times, I think. I think he, he could have tackled Mayfield for short of the line of scrimmage, but he didn't one time. So there's, you know, he, he's trying. He, there's just not much to work with. So I don't blame him at all. O'Connell, on the other hand, he's got fucking myriad weapons to work with. It's $20 million tight end. He refuses to do anything but run screens with him or run him like eight-yard hooks, hook routes, where he just stands there and Cousins throws him the ball and, you know, he gets zero yak. So what the fuck is the point of that? You're paying him $20 million to run him like a DE3. What the fuck is that? So anyway, what um, what does this mean for the year? So if if KOC can't pull his head out of his ass and start using Hawkinson in motion, uh, if he can't, if Hawkinson doesn't have the skill set to do that, then what the fuck did they do paying him twenty million a year? But whatever, don't run these fucking screens. If he, if he can't, if he doesn't stop calling all these fucking tight end screens, then they're going to be in trouble every single game. 
then they're not gonna they're not gonna be have an easy time ever. It's gonna be the same thing as last year, even if their defense is much better. So now I'm, I finally see the light here. I don't think uh, O'Connell is that good. So this 13 wins last year was it a fluke? Well, it wasn't a fluke. They won the fucking games. They got lucky a few times. They probably should have won like 11 games. I mean, they played a pretty easy schedule, so that's like where they are. They're from, they're 8 to an 11 win team. That's kind of what they are. Even with this defensive team, they're just not as good on, they just don't have any talent. There's only so much you can do scheme-wise with zero talent on defense. But, so the question in entering the year was, can they make enough adjustments on offense not to, to, to maintain with the loss of feeling, and can they fix the, the few things that they have problems with? The, the answer there is no. They did not fix these things. The play calling is shit. They did not do anything to fix the interior offensive line, which is the biggest problem. Even if they, you know, they drafted, you know, they, they drafted Addison first overall, which is great. But that can't be the only thing you do on offense. That and signed up the backup tight end. They did nothing on the interior offensive line, which is a huge, huge fucking problem. It's going to be a problem all year. Especially if Bradbury's hurt. If Bradbury's hurt all year and they have nothing, then they're going to struggle. They're going to, they're going to get seven, eight wins. That might be the most likely outcome here, seven, eight wins. It's not really fair to say after the first loss. If after this, before this game, I would have said nine wins. I would have said nine wins. So I'll stick with nine wins because that's what I would have said before this game. But knowing what I know now after watching the first game, maybe seven, eight wins. Even with Flores making the defense better. Because there's only so much you can fucking do with zero talent. And Kwesi's draft bust of 2022 is really biting them in the ass because they have no playmakers on, off, on defense at all. And when you have one pass rusher, the, the defense can definitely scheme their way out of that. It looks like they have one fucking pass rusher. You kept your scrubs like DJ Wanham and, you know, whatever other scrubs that they had. Patrick Jones or whatever the fuck. I don't think, they just don't have very good talent. And that's not all Quasi's fault, that's Rick's fault as well. That it just is what it is. Blowing the entire 22 draft didn't help at all. So... You know, that's kind of where they are. If, if he doesn't, if he does pull his head out of his ass and they stop doing the tight end screens and they do a little bit better play calling, he could, he could get them maybe to nine, nine or ten wins. And, you know, that's the best case scenario. But, you know, the, the NFC isn't totally unwinnable. It's not like they're playing again. Like, the Giants just got smoked by Dallas. Dallas looks really good, but the Giants are just dog shit. There's a lot of teams that are just dog shit. And the Vikings lost to them in the playoffs. The Vikings might be one of those dog shit teams, but they're not bad enough that they're gonna they're gonna win three, four games. They're not there's not bad enough. Kirk's too good. Uh Jefferson is too good. Um, you know, they, they just um, barring barring huge injuries to Jefferson or Cousins, they're gonna win eight games. I'll say eight, 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 nine games. And that's the best case. But if, but if 
O'Connell can't pull his head out of his ass and they keep making dumb mistakes and they don't and they keep trotting Ed Ingram out there on a week by week basis even though there should be people off the street that are better than him that's that's horseshit. so we'll see what happens but I think you know eight, eight or nine wins seven to nine wins alright alright seven to nine wins that's wishy wash my official prediction is eight so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens Larry uh, a bad loss yeah a bad loss but not a bad bad loss not like the loss with the Bears at home the Bears suck the Bucks are not a terrible team the Bucks will win a few games. You know, barring injury, May- Mayfield's going to be streaky, but, you know, they still have a decent enough team. They're not awful. But, yeah, it took, them, it took them five fluke plays to win, or in the Vikings' case, to lose. So it's not, it's not as bad as it seems. It just sometimes shit happens. And now uh, that's it. So thank you for listening, you fucking people. Thank you for listening to You Freaking People.